And we are back. <laughs> I think that's a thing now. So welcome to Paranormal SL Podcast. Mama Mary and Gigi are here. I'm out of breath now. Like, I just ran a marathon. You're super excited. I am super excited. So much going on, but I'm not going to say anything about it yet. <laughs> Soon. Soon. I always say that on here. We got things coming soon. I'm not sure soon is ever going to get here. <laughs> it's, it's called suspense. Oh, yeah. Suspense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, we hope you're ready for this week's show. But first, how was your week, Mama? <laughs> it was actually good. Nice and quiet for the most part. No major issues. It went pretty fast. Your dad's back to work. He's pretty excited. So. Wow, that sounds the exact opposite of me and Sean. <laughs> But I'm happy you had a good week. I did. For the most part. Yeah. Um, we're not going to get into mine because I don't want to depress our listeners. And you know what? It's almost time for a new week. So all that shit that happened That's right. last it's week will not even matter. The weekend's right. here. It's the freaking weekend. That's yes. Right. So let's get started on the fun show. What are we talking about today? The, was it the Winchester? <laughs> the Winchester <laughs> Mystery <laughs> House. <laughs> the Matt House. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> That's funny. Now, we were just discussing how when I hear Winchester, where does my brain go? To Mr. Dean Winchester. <laughs> well, you know, not gonna lie, I thought about like, you know, researching that first. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure there's no connection though. <laughs> so. Yeah, TV show. <laughs> Ruining my reality. <laughs> Is that why they have reality TV shows? Or reality's ru- ruining my TV shows. I Either or. I'm not a huge fan of most reality shows, but we I think we talked about that last week. <laughs> Anyhow, Jen. So, um, I would love to visit this house. I know. It looks it's kind of interesting. Phenomenal. And you can visit it. Um, <laughs> you can. I promise. I don't have... Oh, wait. Hold on to your brooms. Oh, that's the wrong notes. That's the notes for my You're looking for the address? I am. 525 South Winchester Boulevard, San Jose, California, 95128. <laughs> and there you go. <laughs> or you go to their website. They'll show you all that stuff, too. And then you can get a tour and such. So if you are out that way, for sure, go out there. And if you have been out there and you hear our podcast, email us, let us know, send us pictures or something, because that would be so cool. Because they, they even have cottages that, that are on the grounds that you can rent okay. and stay there. <laughs> it's my drink. <laughs> Sound effects. Yay. We don't even need a board for that. It just happens. So I, we really didn't discuss how we were going to present our research. Now, did we? <laughs> <laughs> we never do. We're all uh, right. No. We're just going to wing no. that shit. Okay. Wing it. So I'm going to go over some just little bit known facts. Mm-hmm. For right now, and then we'll talk about how the house came to be and stuff like that. So, okay. So, Sarah Winchester, she was the widow of, or to William Wirt Winchester and her- her- <laughs> and heiress to a large portion of the Winchester repeating arms fortune. What? <laughs> so, like, you know, the guns, pew, 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 the Winchesters, that's them. So, before she got married, well, she was born Sarah Lop. Lockward party and then uh, Winchester. Uh, she's the one that had this mystery house built. Uh, she was born on. A- wow, I'm like all over the place. I don't know what my problem is. 
She was born in 1839, died 1922. She died peacefully going to sleep. So that's nice. That is nice. And she was very, very smart. She knew four languages, which is very odd for back then for a woman. Yeah. Like, think about the money. We'll talk about the money at some part that got put into the house and everything that she knew and did for a woman back in, you know, the 1840s and 50s. Like, that's absolutely insane what she accomplished. Yeah, she, she did accomplish a lot. It, it was, yeah. Um, said she spoke four languages, played piano. She was only 4'10". Just a little old thing. Oh. Spunky. Yeah. Um, her nickname was Belle of New Hampshire. Oh, I, I didn't know that. I that's kind of cute. Yeah. Uh, and she married William on September 30th, 1862. Now, they did have a child uh, in June of 1866, but the child ended up passing at six weeks. Now, she never recovered from that. Mm-hmm. Hence all the craziness. Because uh, then he died soon after. Six years. Yeah. Yeah. It was six years after that he did pass away. Um, no. No! See, the baby passed away in 1866. He passed away in 1881. Oh, okay. So, I forget the term, that what the baby passed away from, but it was from malnutrition. Um, it's got some, you know, medical term, and clearly I am horrible with words, so I can't say, but it was ultimately malnutrition. So she was kind of losing her shit then, anyway. And then, um, the legend would have you believe Winchester was on the run from an army of ghosts. The reason for her move was um, familial, not supernatural. After the death of her husband, William Winchester of TB in 1881, Sarah decided to leave the East Coast to be with family. Now, I don't. what, what information do you got before we jump into the, the house? Sorry. Well, some of the information was one of the reasons that she moved out to California was because she went to see it because she was a spiritualist. She believed into that. And so she went to see a male medium in Boston. And he, he told her that he was channeling her husband and her husband said that he needed she needed to move out of New Hampshire, go to California, build a house for the spirits of all the, you know, because he was considering all the money they gained from selling weapons, blood money. Yes. To appease the spirits, otherwise she'd be cursed for the rest of her life. Mm-hmm. Then that's why their baby died and he died was because of the curse. The end. <laughs> In conclusion. <laughs> Dropping the mic. Yeah, she was told by a psychic, um, referred to as Lady Adam, uh, to build a house for the spirits, like you said, of all the people that fell victim by the Winchester gun. She was told that there was a curse because of the gun and the killings by them and that all the spirits would forever follow her. Could back then because essentially you did believe everything you heard. Mm-hmm. And being on the spiritual side, could you imagine getting told that? And, like, all these bad things happening to you, and you're like, what? And back then, being a spiritualist wasn't an odd thing. It no. Was, that was more common than anything else. Right. It, it kind of went out the wayside as years went on, but it wasn't abnormal for people to be into this kind of spirituality. Right, exactly. Yeah, It's this story is really neat. Um, Now, at first, she did have an architect. She ended up firing him because he wanted to do what he wanted to do, and she was getting visions. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was like, bye. So she ended up being her own architect and designing this thing. Now, she would have seances and be told what to build. I want to say she had the seance room, which was also the blue room, and it was the center of the house. So that's where she would go between 12 and 2, and she'd have these seances there, and then her husband would come through, tell her how to what to do with the house or whatever. And if, it's so weird because, like, if there was, they'd build a room, they'd tear it down if they had to, they'd go around it. And that's why, like, there's doors leading nowhere and mm-hmm. all sorts of crazy shit uh now she would go to that room 
every night twelve to two a bell would ring. Now she thought all these spirits were around. She didn't want the spirits getting into the seance room because they she didn't want them to interrupt her visions that she was getting for the house. So that's another reason why it was like a maze in that house because she would try to run through and get to mm-hmm. the the seance room before the spirits could get there with her. And, and, and it's just so weird. So neat. And it is it is an interesting story. It make you think almost that she was a medium mm-hmm. herself. I believe she was. Just because of the fact that, you know, she's performing these seances. And it said her husband... Well, her husband and Clyde. Clyde was essentially her spirit guide. She talked to Clyde and her husband in the seance rooms. They were spirits. So... To hear it, you'd think, well, who wrote this book? <laughs> I mean, am I wrong? Yeah. Like, like it, it sounds not real. It sounds like a book. Uh, so, <clears throat> said there was certain times that she'd go into that room between 12 and 2, like I said. And, uh, and she went between 12 and 2 because that's when she said that her husband and Clyde would enter and then they would leave at 2. They were only there for 12-hour span every night. Now, during... Um, now, okay... So she had these seances, then she'd go tell um, John Hansen, which was the, oh my gosh, what do you call him? The, the foreman for the mm-hmm. construction. Tell him her ideas or the visions that she had. Now, he was just a foreman. He wasn't like the architect or anything. So he was doing what he was told because they were getting paid like super, super awesome money back then. And then they had construction going like 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And kind of the story kind of goes that she did that because as long as she knew that there was construction going on for these spirits and they had room Mm -hmm. and whatever to do what they're doing in this house, that she would be okay, that she would live. Yeah. So that's why she never wanted that construction to stop. That nuts? And that's not, not nuts. I don't know. It's just a crazy, crazy story. It is. I'm like, Sorry, I keep like cutting off. You probably got a lot more too. No, I so I know sometimes they'll uh, mediums who just gather people around them though, because when they're alone and it's silent, that's when they hear the spirit the most, and it's it's hard to deal with. Right. Mm-hmm. And they say she was very always to herself. She dressed in black and always had a black veil. Now she said, or the story goes that if like one of the construction workers saw her without her veil, she'd fire them. Like you were not supposed to see her without her veil. There was only two people that did. I forget the guy's name and then like her niece. They were the only ones that were allowed to. She kept to herself. All the neighbors and stuff were like, ah, she's weird, blah, blah, blah. But because she paid those construction workers the way that she did and they were like there for years and years doing stuff, pretty much lived there, um, they looked out for her. You know, she was very actually well protected because all those people being in the house (laughs) with her while that was happening. Uh, Oh, God, there was something else I was going to say. So this this house has an estimated 160 rooms. That it's is estimated. That's kind of crazy, isn't it? Just absolutely. I don't know how they have it taken. I don't know some kind of infrared camera or something, you know, on like a top, like a bird's eye view or something like that to figure it out. Because you know, there's still the rumor of the lost wine cellar. Uh huh. Which I'm totally game to try to go find. You know, whatevs. Um, could be a fun, hey, fun time. Hey, some good wine in there. Oh, God, Jesus. That's some well-aged wine, that's for sure. So she would randomly have rooms tore down as well, so like kind of like a restart. So in my head, when I'm picturing this going on, it's kind of like Sims. You ever played Sims or seen it played? Yeah. Where you're like tearing down the houses, making them better. You didn't like it, so yeah, that's what it reminds me of. Um, She built like a random staircase, random rooms that led nowhere. So, oh, that'd be such a fun house during like Halloween. Yeah. Not drunk. <laughs> no, because you wouldn't get out. Someone's going to get hurt. Um, say, 
Like I said, she was very much an introvert. She didn't like to go around people. Um, people, they did. They flat out thought she was a whack job. Uh, one thing that did make her sweet, she was very sweet. And, like, the workers would tell you that the ones that were, you know, faithful to her. Because after working for somebody that long, like, in their house, you're going to be faithful to them. Loyal. But she also would bring in orphans. Oh. And hang out with the orphans. She had a shit ton of money. Yeah, she did. Like, she inherited the Winchester fortune. Like, that's... <laughs> Well, but on top of that, she she inherited half the business, so she still had income right. coming in, even though she, you know, had the what was it, twenty million dollars in inheritance. And back then, holy yeah, shit! Yeah, that's like an equal amount, to like five hundred million. It's it's absolutely insane. Days, yeah. So like, um, yeah, she was, and then when she moved into town, these like nonprofit organizations, orphanage and stuff, they started getting random donations, large donations that. You know, when you think back, you're like, yeah, it was probably her. Like, she never, she was very modest about helping the orphans and stuff out and people that needed it. They said, too, one of the reasons why she did the construction the way she did was to keep the local people with an income. Mm -hmm. I think she sounds cool as shit. I know. The house sounds fun. She's very sweet. The thing is, like, I think a lot of people probably, even nowadays, that's how it happens. You can be one of the nicest people. People think you're mean because you don't, you're not out there trying to get a pat on the back. Because you're different. Well, I don't need to tell somebody that I did something nice because mm-hmm. I'm, that's not what I'm after, you know? Like, I don't know. I think she did it with class that way. And if they didn't like her, oh, well. Yep. Oh, well. Screw them. That's right. So she spent an estimated $5.5 million on the house by 1922 before wow. she died. That is insane. Like, nowadays, we're like, oh, blah, 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 $5.5 Back then, That's holy a lot of crap, money. she could have owned so many different things. Like, oh my gosh. So some of the stairs led up to the ceiling, door that just led outside, a closet. Uh, like, you would just fall. If you open the door, you'd just fall down the levels. Um, See, a door that was in the blue room that would come out, like, at the kitchen sink, like, on top of the sink. So if you step down, you'd step into the sink. Some cabinets were only, like, two inches deep. Grand ballroom was built with no nails, but it was never used because of the earthquake. In 1906, and uh, the earthquake happened. When that happened, she wasn't found. She was, like, shut in a room, and she wasn't found for a few hours, and that, like, freaked her out. But the people couldn't find her, the construction workers, because nobody knows where anything leads to in that house. Yeah, where did she go? Because she slept in a different room every night. Yes. Yep. So how like, do you know which room to yeah, find her Yeah, something's going to happen to her. Like, I'd be... T- <laughs> what are you going to do? There's nothing you can do. They can't find you. It re- reminds me of um, that house. Have you ever watched uh, Stephen King's Rose Red? Mm-mm. Really good movie. It's a, it's supposed to be a haunted movie, and in the book, like in the movie, the rooms change every single night. Like okay. when you, they constantly shift. So I was looking up to see if that movie took after that house, but it actually doesn't. There was a, a house that is rose red. That's oh. the same same kind of thing. I'm still trying to see if it takes after that, but no. There's a person who wrote a diary about their life at Rose Red. So there's another similar house. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Do we know where that one's located? Um, I'm going to keep on trying to find it. So I don't know if maybe the book takes after that house while I'm looking for it. Hmm. But, um, or if, let me see here. No, no, it's written by Stephen King. So that book is, that's what the book is called, That Diary. Okay. I'm going to see if, because he always gets his ideas. But that's it. It's a good movie. I'll have to put that on the list. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a TV movie, so you have to keep that in mind. Okay. So, okay. This house, uh, it had seven stories. Now, when that earthquake happened, it took out the top three stories. And she ended up sealing off the front 30 rooms of the house. And it was so to to trick the spirits, mm-hmm. kind of. 
to thinking that the construction would never be done. Like, they were always going to be working out. So, like, she just sealed it off the way that it was. Bada boom, bada bing. Now, that front entrance door, there's only two people that ever walked through that door. Her being one of them. And then the foreman that put it there. And then she blocked it all off. That's just crazy. Uh-huh. But it was to trick them. I was like, wow, that is so neat. Now, in the house, there's only two mirrors in that whole freaking house. Since being spiritual, we know. That creates portals. Yep, and she did not want any part of that. 47 fireplaces, 17 chimneys, 6 kitchens, and 2 basements. I know, isn't that amazing? And um, I, I read, too, they had um, uh, she had a, a hidden storage room mm-hmm. that had, like, tons of collectibles in it, like from Tiffany. Even yeah. stuff that she designed herself, that, and she had... The make right. for her, but um, they couldn't find that. But they did. I think it was 2016. They did find a hidden attic. Okay. That had um, like a couch and a, like a doll figure where you would uh, like a mannequin where you put yeah. clothes on and a couple other things. So they're kind of speculating that maybe that <laughs> if that was maybe the hidden storage room. Oh, okay. But nobody knows for sure. Right. I, that's just so interesting. And I wish that we lived closer there so we could go visit and then talk about it because that would have been, like, totally a lot awesome. More, a lot more fun. Heck yeah. yeah. I mean, there's so much to go with this story, but reading, excuse me, reading it, reading about it or just, like, sharing what we read, really, I don't think does it any justice because even, <laughs> even looking at the pictures, it's just phenomenal. Now, there is, what was that movie made? I just, um, it's like 1936 or 60. Three or something like that. Uh, I want to say, Zan, uh, I'll see if I can find it. But they do a really, really good job, and it's black and white, and it's only about a half hour long. It's like a documentary, but from like, like, like the sixties. So mm-hmm. it looks like super cool and creepy. It looks dark and creepy. So I think kind of a cool thing. Uh, but there is a lot of movies made on this. Well, I stories. did find it in the the rose red is from that house, and Stephen King he wrote the book. You know, my life at Rose Red, which he got the idea from the house, from the haunting, and then the house on Haunted Hill. So he took those ideas, because I think the haunting was a little bit about that house, too. Okay. But the, so basically that the Rose Red is a takeoff of that house. Now, my question is, because one reason we chose this for this episode was, okay, why are, why is ghost hunting associated with this house? Like, I know it's a famous house and it had the weird stairs and blah, 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 blah. And now I kind of get it. However, are there investigations going on to say, or to say, I mean, it's a really awesome story and the house is cool and it lines up with what the story is. However, yeah, as far as I researched, um... They do investigations, but nobody's found any kind of evidence whatsoever. Yeah, because, well, okay, usually if you're doing an investigation, it's usually somebody's house that Mm -hmm. had died or where they had died or, you know, things like that. My thought was maybe it is haunted, but the way she built that house was to appease the spirit. Maybe they don't have anything to say to anybody because they're at peace. Right. That was the whole point of building that house is so they would be at peace. It's almost maybe like they she were following built... her and that wasn't so much the house, but if she's gone, then they're gone. It could be. I mean, it's almost like she built what the astral plane would look like. Like mm-hmm. if you were in a dream world where you would, where you would go mm-hmm. and that's where a lot of spirit roams. So maybe they feel at home and they don't have a need to connect with the outside world because they're exactly where they belong. Mm-hmm. 
So they don't have a need to get a message out there and say, get the hell out of my house because they're at peace with their energy. I'm just saying, if all the spirits went there from those guns, they're going to need a much bigger house. That's that's a lot of guns. Uh-huh. A lot of spirit. Yes. Uh-huh. Over the years, I'm not just saying people are going around killing each other with Winchesters. What I'm saying is that that took place a long time ago. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Or, but maybe she fam- she uh, settled the family debt. Oh, well, that could be. It's interesting. And hearing about her daughter and stuff, that, that's super sad. And to only have one child back in that day, too, was kind of... Usually you had more um, children. Yeah. A farmhand or just helping with the family. Now, what I thought was interesting is she, has an, she had an obsession with the number 13. Okay. She did. Like, um, she... Within the house, there were 13 bathrooms. Yep. All the windows, most of them had 13 panes. Doors with 13 panels, flights of stairs with only 13 steps, uh, 13 cupolas on the top of the greenhouse. And additionally, she had drains in the sinks custom made with 13 holes. But from what I've read, it's not in this part, but from what I've read, there's only one functional bathroom because she didn't want to take a risk of spirits overtaking the spigots. So there's only one bathroom that actually worked. Jesus. That way they couldn't come through. through yeah. <laughs> Interesting. It's just interesting. So to her, that was like a mega hot spot for paranormal activity, which would be t- totally cool if it was. Because then, well, kind of, we wouldn't have to hunt ghosts no more because we know where they are. But who knows, maybe it was a portal back then and it got shut. Maybe. There's so many what ifs because we don't know about the spiritual world. That's it's what true. Makes Everything it fun. constantly shifts. Mm-hmm. Dimensional wise, constantly. We are always sh- we're always shifting to different planes of dimensions. We just don't realize it. Right. That's why sometimes you'll find yourself feeling, um, like, ever had that feeling where you're not quite with it or you feel out of place, but you're there? On my drive here, I was like, um. See, a lot of times that's because your energy is shifting between, you know, dimensional planes where you might be on this dimension, but you're, you're connecting with another one too, which you're going to see pretty much the same things, but it's going to be a different vibration that you're connecting with. Hmm, interesting. I need to not do that when I'm driving, though. It's kind of like when you feel, like, out of whack. Uh-huh. Because I have... Driving down 66 at one point point of it, I was like, where am I? I drive 66 all the time, every day, actually. And I'm like, looking around, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to dad's house. This is where I'm at. <laughs> and I did that yesterday on 96 coming home. All of a sudden you like woke up yeah. and you're like, oh. Yeah, I was like two exits away from home by the uh, rest area there. And I'm like, I don't remember it being so tree around here that I missed my exit. And I'm like, man, I don't... I'm so tired. I'm like, oh, I've only done that one other time. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, man. I'm like, oh, I'm going to have to get off at Portland because I'm like, and I'm like, oh, no, I'm still like two exits away. But I had no, nothing was like triggering my mind to the recognition where the hell I was. I'm like, well, I know I'm going somewhere because I'm going 85 on the fucking <laughs> interstate. I better figure out what I'm doing. I had well, no clue. At least you didn't go past your exit. You're all right. Jeez. Another what cool happens. thing. Is that the moment she passed away, mm-hmm. as soon as her workers found out that she had passed away, they just completely stopped working right then and there and just walked away. Oh, yeah. They weren't getting paid big money no more. Oh, that's true. I just thought that was kind of like an interesting uh, fact. Well, after all those years, you know, like I said, they grew they grew loyal to her. And who wouldn't? Well, well she was probably good to them. She paid them. I think it was two, two or three times the amount of what the average pay was during that time for them to keep working and keep building don't ask questions just do it if i had you build that staircase and i ask you to tear it down just don't do ask it. why yep just do it <laughs> any more well i got quite a bit more you. let's see talked about that oh i betcha 
Oh, another cool picture. The spigot that goes to the bottom of stairs that go nowhere into a wall. Yeah. And she um she insisted that the home be exclusively built of redwood, but she mm. didn't like the look of the red. So she insisted that it be covered with a stain and fox grain. So by the time the house is completed, over 20,000 gallons of paint have been used to cover that wood. They paint the house 365 days a year. Did you know that? That's crazy. By the time they get around, they have to redo it. <laughs> that's, that's nuts. And absolutely. But job security. <laughs> wow, that's so pretty. All right. Let's see. I have to say we got to put that on our bucket list, man. Yeah, we're going to have to. It took them six weeks to empty the house of all the furniture after she passed away. They probably missed some. They probably did. Well, like you said, they just found that one room. And then a local investor bought it for $135 and opened it up to the public. Yep. Which is actually pretty, you know, a pretty smart move, really. Oh, heck yeah. But when you have something like that, even though, like, it's meant or it's built for something spiritual, that's really awesome to see, whether the average person or an architect. To be an architect and see something like that, to go in there and see that, would be super cool, I think. Mm Because, you know... All the ins and outs about building and the wood and how it should look. And then you see something like that where it's just mind-blowing. Well, considering that it started out as an eight-room farmhouse. Yeah. That was already waiting to be finished. It took her, like, what, 38 years <laughs> to finish it? <laughs> and, then it and it was never finished. And originally, they before the earthquake, it was seven stories. Mm-hmm. And it knocked you know, down to three. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. crazy. Absolutely. And, um, nope. Talking nope, about just that. Kidding. <laughs> Oh, okay. This is what I found it interesting. There is another alternate theory mm, okay. by her um of her like perplexing designs. Yeah. It, they say that she was creating a puzzle full of encryptions inspired by the work of English philosopher Francis Bacon. There's speculation that clues to the house's true meaning are hidden in the ballroom. The Shakespeare's windows and the iron gates. She has two windows in the ballroom mm-hmm. that have, you know, two of her favorite phrases on there. But they say that in there is the hidden message to the real meaning of the whole house. And that um, if the theory suggests that she was a part of like a mystic society like the Razi, I think it's like Rosie Crucians, or okay. a secret society like the Freemasons, or maybe mm-hmm. even both. Mm-hmm. That one I found, I dug up and I'm like, oh, I didn't read that anywhere else. I thought that was pretty interesting. interesting. Well, you, you can come up with a lot of theories as to why really back then, because, well, none of us were back then. <laughs> And just the way life was in general. And then here's this little four-foot woman with all these millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. She lost her kid. She lost her husband. All she wanted was a family. And then she's got nothing, but she's, like, filthy rich, so she can't trust people. So she generates a family in her own way where she can yeah. feel safe. Yeah, essentially. You know, but then in the meantime, she's helping orphans. Like that, I think that's pretty great. All by itself, that's pretty great. No, she gave a lot back to the community. Oh, yeah. They even made... um. They even made it a landmark. Mm-hmm. I think August seventh, nineteen seventy four. They turned it into a landmark. Seriously, that's awesome. Yeah, there was a door that's got that's beautiful pane glass, but she had a wall built right behind it, so like you can't see that how yeah, beautiful. I think it, it is. was made to be like to reflect the sunlight, but she built a wall, awesome. so it doesn't do it. Yep. Yep. It's a, just kidding. Not a door. Yeah, the only thing supernatural or paranormal that I read about was um, a tour guide confirmed that the house's third floor, because there's only a portion of that of it that's accessible mm-hmm. during house tours, Yeah, it's definitely the spookiest part of the house. They feel it's because that was where the servants lived. And so there's been a lot of reported activity there. Also, when you're on that floor, you can never really hear any of the other tours because you're pretty isolated. 
So right. you get you feel a little bit creepier up there. That's the only thing really paranormal where people have made their statements. Well, I think the blue room's on the third floor, the seance room. Oh, well. I have my original notes and I have my other notes and then notes and notes and notes. <laughs> so I was like, I was trying to clean the house and take notes, listen to things, read things at work, trying to work and take notes. So I got notes like everywhere, sideways. That's how you do it. And I always think, I'll be able to figure this out. And I get there later, and I'm like, what the hell did I mean? <laughs> oh, and her baby's name was Annie, the one that she lost. It's really sad. It is sad. Oh, oh that's weird. I wonder what I was meaning to say there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, um, yep. Sorry, I'm just like, I'm going to have to edit all that out. Oh. Anything else on the Winchester house besides Dean and Sam? Do not live there. All my papers are gone. <laughs> all done. So. So. Um, let's, what do we got for the next couple weeks? Okay, so, this is what you guys have to look forward to for the next couple weeks. You lucky bastards. Oh, you <laughs> sons of bitches. <laughs> Get ready. You looked around like, who are you talking I know. <laughs> you better buckle up, because it's going to be a fun ride. <laughs> so, Reiki, my still, I always think that I say that wrong. No, you're right. Okay. Reiki. Also known as absent healing. I learned that from research, actually. Good job. And then the following weekend, we'll do an episode on Archangels, because I think... Oh, I love Archangels. It's kind of cool. It's, uh... Yeah. No matter how really you think about it, 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 I think it'll still be a fun episode in what they mean and why they symbolize what they symbolize and Mm -hmm. the colors and such. Yeah. It'll be a good time. And then we have another haunted location that we have not decided yet. Or have we? Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) (laughs) Dad's garage. (laughs) There you go. No. I was almost today. I was gonna be like, "Hey, let's meet up at Striker and record at Striker." Sure. Because mm-hmm. I was when I was looking at the weather, I was like, "Oh, it's gonna be halfway decent." We will have to do that maybe one of these times. Mm-hmm. Not maybe we will. I'll yeah. just bring one of those smaller tables and we'll hook up. Be good to go. Anyway, you guys do not need to hear this. I am sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, with that being said, and in conclusion of this informational podcast, thank you for joining Paranormal XL Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate you. As always, email us at paranormalxl at writeme.com. Check on the Facebook to see episode lineup for the next few weeks. Again, thank you for listening. Be kind, be humble, and don't yuck someone else's yum. Ever.